0: Hello and welcome to the Kent Voices podcast with me, your host, Charlie Gurr. For this episode, we looked at Interfaith Week and I spoke with two guests who talked about what faith means to them, its importance on campus and what students can do if they're looking for faith. So, without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. I'm Stephen Laird. I'm
1: the Anglican chaptain at the University of Kent. And I've actually worked on the campus for over 20 years. And in that time had quite a lot of contact with a variety of student faith groups on campus. And which of course is always a very interesting and rewarding thing to be involved with. Uh,
2: My name's Mantra. My name's Mantra Chaitanya Das, but everyone just calls me Mantra. (laughs) And um, I'm the part of the chaplaincy team that represents uh, Krishna Consciousness on the University of Kent campus. And we've had a society, I think we're now into our fifth year and the society has been growing every year that we've been on campus. And yeah, I've been very fortunate. Stephen's been really kind to us in welcoming us to be part of the, the you know the chaplaincy team. Yeah, we've found I've spent about at least 10 years teaching bhakti yoga and Krishna Consciousness. Uh, as has my wife and we always find the university campus is by far the most enlivening uh, place to do that so yeah very happy to be here.
0: Okay thank you to both so as you know we've got Interfaith Week coming up soon Uh, so what does that mean to both of you in terms of the work you'll be doing?
1: Well Interfaith Week is a it's a national initiative and this year it's it lasts from the 14th of November to the 21st of November and Although it's a national initiative, I think the organisers, what they really want to do is to stimulate local activity. So it's a it's a week when people have really got to think hard about saying, well, what are the faith communities in our area? How well do we know them? If we don't know them, what kind of things can we do to bring people together, whether it's something just purely social, like a walk or or a meal, or whether it's something a little bit more intellectual, like holding a a speaker meeting, a talk of some kind. And just to let you know how in the last few years we've celebrated it at the university, the answer is we've had sometimes a a small programme of events, for example, things like a mosque visit or a a tour of the campus, going to spaces in and around the campus which have some significance to particular faith groups like the, the chapel or the labyrinth or something like that. But we've also had a main meeting where we've tried to get, first of all, as many speakers from as many faith groups as possible and then told them to bring some of their folk and In an hour or an hour and 15 minutes we've hosted an event where a speaker from a different faith group each gets to speak for five or five or six minutes around a particular theme and themes we've looked at recently we looked at faith and food we looked at the hereafter in other words you know the afterlife where people from various faith traditions compared their understandings of what happens in the hereafter we had a session on knowing god and something that will come as no surprise to anybody the environment because obviously that's uh, an issue that is important for a lot of people these days and it's also something which most faith traditions have some quite specific reflections on so holding an event like that I think on the campus has been a really important part of Interfaith Week, and there are plans in 2021 to have a similar event and the theme, appropriately enough, in Covid year is going to be on health, so the idea of what, 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 how, what does it mean from various perspectives to be healthy and how do you promote good health, how is that seen uh, from across a range of faiths.
2: I was lucky enough, Stephen, you invited me to the um, uh, symposium on the theme of environment. It was a great event. It's always so nice during these interfaith type things, you know, when you see a kind of show of solidarity. And I think it sends it sends a really great message to people that when it's kind of executed properly, a kind of religious or spiritual life is actually a kind of unifying principle and not a divisive one necessarily you know, it was very obvious that there was a, a kind of diverse and eclectic kind of spectrum of viewpoints on the subject that was being talked about, but it was done with a kind of a spiritual maturity that uh, was very kind of respectful and uh, engaging. And I'm looking forward to, to to coming to the one about health as well. Certainly events like like that are really um very important to have, especially in the times that we live in. I think showing people a practical demonstration of people from different faith coming together um and and, you know celebrating our differences and bonding over those things that we have in common very important
0: yeah exactly i think like you said about how different groups representing different societies organizations and enabling people to be able to have that kind of diversity in terms of what you're running there how do you feel that faith is beneficial would you say on, on particularly on a student point of view how do you feel like students respond to this how do you feel that it's benefited people on campus
1: I think there, there are a lot of faith groups on campus I think there are about 15 different faith groups on the Canterbury campus uh, about half of those are different Christian groups and the other half are different world faiths I think the religious life or the faith life on the campus apart from the Happy time of Interfaith Week is probably, to be fair, not characterized by too much interaction between the different groups. So, I think on the whole, we've got to talk about how uh, students who are a member of, of one of the groups, it's probably usually just one of them, feel supported by it. I, th- I think all students uh, really want to have a sense of belonging, especially when they're in a big and complex community. And to be part of a faith group, especially if they're very actively involved, is um, a really important way of them finding their place and finding their sense of belonging within the university community.
2: On on top of that as well is, um, I think these these kinds of experiences that um, we're building, in these groups, we're building foundations on which these uh, individual students can, can build the rest of their lives. And one thing that we, we always end up kind of talking about during, you know, the freshers week or, the, or the, the first week of term, whenever we meet new students, you know, we have an example of a blank check. And if somebody gives you a blank check and writes, you know, 10 zeros on it, then what you know the value of that check is still zero. And so all of our kind of, uh, you know, from, from the point of view that we're coming from in, in this Bhakti Yoga tradition, is that everything that we gain that's kind of, uh, you could say, earthly or, or material, you know, in, that's that's related to our body and mind and intelligence? We lose all of those things um, at the end of our life, at the time of death. So these faith groups, they're actually incredibly um, important in, in giving, uh, like Stephen said, a sense of belonging, um, but also a sense of value to our studies. Because by, you know, by taking these skills uh, and this education that we're getting and learning how to use it for a higher purpose gives um, a tremendous sense of value, um, an increased sense of value. And so in that example of the blank check, all of those zeros really kind of amount to nothing. Uh, But having that uh, deeply rooted um, sense of belonging in in a spiritual community and a very deeply rooted spiritual identity, that's like adding a one at the beginning of all of those zeros and suddenly you know all of our uh, relationships our career our academic life they start to really take on a great deal of value to to us mm. so um i think it's really important i think it's, it's incredibly important at, at that age to um to be yeah, very firmly rooted in in some group or another
1: interestingly we were asked asked when we were invited to take part in this podcast to uh, consider the question, what faith means to me? And there's a, there's a bit of a paradox about that because in a way, almost by definition, the, the idea of me is almost the least important issue when it comes to faith. Because I would say, first of all, people engage with different um, religious faith through communities. And it's, it's through community that they become involved with the whole experience of of the practice of a particular faith, but also at a more sort of esoteric level. Most world faiths somewhere have and promote this idea that the individual has to sort of surrender in some sense to 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 something other, to God or 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 whatever else other. So me is very what is, is a long way down the list really. So what faith means well it it can mean community and it can mean this this sense of surrender, this realization that the idea of me is not necessarily the most important thing and and i I, I think that's interestingly one something that is is very much common to a range of world faith traditions
0: and manta would you say the same thing in terms of what faith means to you, that it's more so about sort of seeing how it can sort of benefit and affect the lives of those who you surround yourselves with.
2: I mean, I think Stephen's perfectly summarized the philosophy of Krishna consciousness in in, in what he's just said. Okay, he's he's taken the words out of my mouth, basically. Yeah, I I it's, it's it's absolutely perfect. And I think that's something. I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I've spent a lot of quite a lot of time, not as much time as Stephen, I have spent quite a lot of time on campus and uh if you were to stand in the in 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 the plaza outside essentials for a few hours and just watch just people watch uh truth is you don't see a lot of smiles it's a fact you really don't see a lot of smiles and so you know we're looking at, at people that have um disposable income um they have free access to quite advanced technology you know they have comfortable living arrangements and you know all these different You know, things which actually people work so incredibly hard to get in many other parts of society. And the student community, generally speaking, has quite uh, open access to all of those things. And yet you you don't tend to see a lot of people enjoying themselves, unfortunately. And I think um, uh, from from my experience of trying to lead a a spiritual life and trying to be part of a a community is um, it's actually those relationships. Or, or rather the lack of those relationships, very deep and, and meaningful relationships that are God-centered. Uh, it's, it's the absence of those things which actually causes that unhappiness. So I think what Stephen said was just perfect. I couldn't really put it better. That when it comes to that, you can't really separate this idea of spirituality or, or faith from the idea of community and relationships at all.
0: So obviously you've both been sort of part of the student community For a number of years now. Uh, What would you say brought you to the community in the first place? Was it something you'd always wanted to do or something that you sort of discovered later on in life?
1: Well when I was a student, um, in fact I studied at at two or three universities before I I came to work at Kent University, I was a very happy student. I, I, I liked the life, I found it interesting and stimulating, I liked being around people, I liked being near a library, and all that kind of thing. So in my in later life, it was something I was quite keen to get back into. And now I've been on the campus at Kent University for over 20 years. And um, I still feel as energised as I did when I first arrived all that time ago, although other things in my life have changed. But I I like, um, I like the environment. And I, I'm, hope i've got as much to give back as i received from the place that i'm lucky enough to work
2: i think for myself the thing that really attracted me to it was the students to be honest i i went to i well i say i went to university i enrolled at university (laughs) i must admit i didn't attend very much i wasn't a very good student i had other other things that took priority over that i was a musician and other things in my life i definitely feel like the student experience is a kind of rite of passage for a lot of people it's a you know it's a very significant part of people's lives for those people that do go to university and I kind of missed out on that so I think on a personal note it wasn't intentional but I think I kind of have unfinished business on a a, a, a university campus in that I I never really had that full experience but also really just in, in my time spent uh, speaking to people and uh, trying to teach Krishna consciousness and, and bhakti yoga and trying to learn about it myself in the process I've, I've just always found uh, engagement with, with the, that kind of student population just to be so enlivening you know you've got a demographic of, of people there that aren't jaded yet you know not that everybody over a certain age is jaded not at all but you do generally have a kind of demographic of people that are they're open-minded they're energetic and um, they genuinely feel like they can make a change in the world, which for me, that's what Krishna consciousness is. And my my wife always tells me off. She keeps telling me, "You're not some kind of revolutionary." We just, you know, it's, but I have that kind of a certain nature. I like to fight for a cause. It's just that's just the way I am. It's just my nature. And uh, and so yeah, I think in a student population, I also see uh, a group of people that are they're still up for doing that. They can still see that there's some value in fighting for that that cause and um they've got the energy and the the kind of the will to do it and such sharp minds you know a massive part of krishna consciousness is questions you love to talk you love to ask the whole bhagavad-gita the whole srimad bhagavatam they're just books and books and books of questions and answers between guru and disciple and so on and um you really you get the best questions out of university students always
1: the other thing that makes us very lucky at Kent, of course, is because we've got such a rich mix of cultures and nationalities. And if we're doing something like um, a, an event for Interfaith Week, there's so much there to draw from. And we're so lucky to have so much to draw from. And you could say, hey, why don't we do something every week? Because we've we've got, as it were, the raw materials there. Well. It'd be great to do something every week, but it, these things do take a bit of time to 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 plan and to put on. But at the same time, when we do do something, it's so good that we've got so many different um, cultures and nationalities to draw from.
0: So for those students that are out there looking for a faith of some description, whether they're new to university just starting or whether they're partway down their road already, what what advice or what sort of guidance would you give them? To try and find what they're looking for in in the faith side of things?
1: Well I think one thing they can do is if if they see a meeting advertised or something
0: they could always try
1: it out. There's a chaplaincy website www.kent.ac.uk forward slash chaplaincy and that has a pretty good list of various um, both chaplains but also groups of various faiths who exist on campus. And one of the chaplains, whether Mantra or, or myself, we, if, if people get in touch with us, we, we, we don't, we're not just protective of people of our own tradition, we can refer people on to whoever we think might be the most useful person for them to speak to. On Wednesday, the 17th of November, that's halfway through Interfaith Week, There's an interfaith symposium, we're calling it, which just means a meeting where there'll be a range of speakers from different faith traditions. Each speaker's going to spend five minutes or so talking on the theme of health from their own faith perspective. And this is on Wednesday, the 17th of November at 6.15 p.m. in Grimman Lecture Theatre 3. And hopefully there may be some free food and drink afterwards so there's a lot going on there's a lot to to if if, if for people who are prepared to step out and make that make that inquiry um we can certainly help and offer some sort of personal support so there's material there are resources out there we offer to help people
2: yeah i, I think um especially in light of what you just uh said earlier stephen about how faith is so um kind of so intrinsically linked to community. If someone's part of the student community, I would 100% implore them to, you know, explore what's happening amongst your own community. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I mean, I did a similar thing, or, like I said, I wasn't so much on campus, but in when I was kind of looking for, for, for you know, a kind of spiritual direction in my life, um, I just went to everything. And I just, you know, it took me a year or two years or whatever, but I went to everything, and I spent time with the people, and read the books, and kind of absorbed myself in different communities until, it kind of became self-evident, really, where I should be. Um, and I had a lot of conversations and interacted with a lot of people. And like Stephen said, there's so much on campus, just, with, just within that one campus. You know, I was having to travel backwards and forwards across the city of Brighton to go and do it. But just on that one university campus, you have there's so much there so i would say investigate and um you know and pray and the answer will come
1: it may interest you to know that statistically i think just under 50 percent of our student population at kent self-identify as belonging to a particular world faith now that's not the same as saying that they all go to church or that they or that All everyone who says they're Muslim goes to Friday prayers. Uh, That's just saying that that they're identifying with a particular faith. So that's just under half the students. Now that is particularly high for a university of our type. And there are various reasons for that high level of of, um, self-identification with a particular faith. But it, it does show that if someone is either practicing a particular faith or just a seeker, that they're certainly not alone. It's an environment where there are a lot of people who are on on those sorts of tracks in terms of their relationship with the world faith.
0: Yeah, I think it's quite important to um, obviously, like you say, sort of explore different things that are available on campus. And the fact that it's quite a high number on the University of Kent suggests that there is a lot available to kind of help people uh, to see what there is uh, around campus. Do either you have anything else you'd like to add on?
1: I just want to say thank you very much for giving us the chance to have this conversation, and it's always great to have a conversation with with Mantra.
2: <laughs> Likewise, thank you. Then I just thought, wow, how fortunate that I get to spend half an hour chatting with Stephen, <laughs> and of course Charlie yourself as well. We've only just met, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's a real privilege to spend time with both of you, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always just consider myself very fortunate that I get to be part of this, uh, you know, amazing community at UKC. So thank you for having me. And I'm um, just amazed I haven't been kicked out yet after five years. So, <laughs> so long, long may it continue. Thanks very much.
0: Unfortunately, that's all we have time for on this episode of Kent Voices. This podcast was brought to you by Student Services at the University of Kent. For more information, visit www.kent.ac.uk forward slash student services.